Invisible Illness, Part 2. Hello! Welcome back to the Spoon Drawer for Part 2 of Invisible Illness. So I asked the question in the first episode, Part 1, um, how do you hide an invisible illness? And we're going to talk about that today. Um, all kinds of wonderful ways of trying to not look sick. So it's a, it's a really funny question. It's like if the, if, you, if the illness is invisible, then why hide it? And one of the funniest things as far as somebody who is sick with chronic illness, known or otherwise, um, you don't look sick, but you look great. That's, we love hearing that. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. We don't love hearing that because um, we don't want to walk around this earth looking sick. I mean, who wants to walk around looking sick? For one, you that could compromise you professionally. It can definitely compromise you socially because if you don't have the energy to take a bath, you can't really go out in public and just be accepted. So we're going to talk about that, hiding the illness. First off, what if you're too weak to go to work, but you have to work? That's not an option, right? How do you hold yourself up throughout the day, especially if we're talking an eight-hour shift or a nine-hour day? Because that's what the general population probably works. A corset. That's my first secret. If I'm having a rough day and I cannot even hold myself up, you can't call out for autoimmune diseases. You have them every day. So that means every day you're struggling with a symptom and weakness is a huge one. So you don that corset, baby, because it's going to hold you up and you don't have to spend as much energy just trying to hold yourself up. It actually takes a lot of work out of your day. So if you're having that bad day, get you a waist trainer on Amazon for like $13 and it will hold you up. That is a great solution that I found that got me through working about four to five different jobs last fall. Another what? Of hiding your diseases. Everyone, not everyone, good Lord knows, I'm so sorry, I misspoke. Not everybody, but a lot of women contour their makeup just for fun. I can't imagine thinking that's fun. I don't want to put 15 shades of makeup on. Frankly, I would really love to not have to do that. So I'm just naturally pretty. I just look naturally healthy. However, not every day is the same when you've got so many diseases and contouring is actually one of the best ways to help that drawn, sunken, looking face because I, I guess it's not as bad for people if they're blessed with a round face to begin with but if you have an oval or like longer shaped face it really quickly can go to like dark circles so your eyes look sunk in underneath your cheekbones can look sunk in and you don't know when this is coming you don't know why it's coming but every now and then you'll wake up and you just look wretched <laughs> and you have to like really go that extra mile to look presentable. Contouring, hate it, but it helps. So that's my number two. Now, when it comes to the issue I brought up last week about the body not being able to regulate its temperature. Now this is only for like three or four months out of the year, luckily, because I'm in Georgia, but I have to wear leggings under everything. 
I have to wear at least two layers of clothing all over my body if it's like 60 degrees. If it's 70 degrees, maybe I can go without the leggings underneath my jeans, but you never know. So I'm just saying that's a secret way of hiding that illness. You cannot be so cold all the time. It hurts your muscles because they're always tense and they're locking up around your joints. That hurts your joints. It's not good to be cold all the time, so you'd go that extra mile. And I might have on compression leggings, compression undershirt, compression everything, just to try to keep that blood circulation going so that I'm not so cold. Now, the next one that we're going to cover in ways to hide that illness. Let's talk about when your hair falls out, because that happens, and it's happened to me several times. And I've actually had to cut my hair off a lot, not because I wanted to, but because it basically all fell out, and you can't keep walking around looking like that. Once again, how to hide that illness. If you know your hair's starting to fall out and get thin, maybe you do need a haircut. Or if you really refuse to cut your hair, because for a while I did, and I wore it in a bun all the time, and it was easy, because I knew I was just gonna pull my hair up, and that I could go with. Basically, what I'm getting to here is the bun was always with some help because you can get those amazing hair-covered scrunchies and it makes you look like you have full head of hair. And if all you have the energy for is to pull your hair up, you wrap one of these, they got them where they're spiky-haired, where it's curly hair, you can add long ponytails on. So I'm saying if you don't feel like wearing a wig, and your hair's falling out and you don't want to cut it, or you can't wash it and you just wear it up all the time, think about investing in these little hair additions because they help, they really do help. Um, when it comes to wigs, wear wigs. I know a lot of people who wear wigs just for fun even. There's nothing wrong with sporting a wig, especially if your hair's falling out. So I'm just saying, you do what you gotta do. If you're one of those women with a gorgeous face and perfectly shaped skull, don't put on a wig. You rock that bald head. I wish my head wasn't so lumpy. I feel like I'd look like an alien if I didn't have hair. But I love a woman who can sport a shaved head. That's amazing. So you go, girl, if you can look good with that. <laughs> okay. One more other aspect of hiding your sickness. Weight loss. Now, this one's funny. And I feel bad for saying it because so many people just want to lose weight. And they just wish they could lose weight. And I feel for you, I really do. Meanwhile, it's not great to be on the other side of that spectrum where you just wanna gain weight. <laughs> and I'm not the only one there, I know a few women. And it's hard to gain weight when your body doesn't absorb nutrients or fat or yada yada and nothing's working right. So you can very easily start losing pounds when you don't need to, leading to that sunken in face, leading to that like ugh, sickly looking frail body. <laughs> and I love myself regardless, and you should too, because you have to go with this process. You have to, it's a learning curve. Don't hate yourself for the new limitations that you have or for the new things that you can see that aren't the same. Like maybe your hair falling out or losing weight or whatever, or gaining weight. Love yourself. We only have this as an option right now anyway. Try to love yourself through it. You're beautiful. You're beautiful without the contouring. You're beautiful without the corset. You're beautiful without washing your hair. And I think everybody who's ill needs to hear that. And you're still a phenomenal person. And you still have a great personality, even if you're too tired to retain the same energy levels you used to. 
You're still amazing, and you will come back from this. I'm sorry. Soapbox had to say it because you never feel good. You never feel like you look great, even if you do, because you know how many processes you had to go through just to try to look like a normal, healthy human being. On the weight loss stint, I'm just going to bring this up because what happens when you lose weight all of a sudden and none of your clothes fit? And let's say you don't have the money to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe for your new smaller size. Let's say that maybe you don't have the space. Maybe you have the money, but you don't want to bring in a whole other size wardrobe because that can be ridiculous and excessive. One way that I found to deal with that, and this is a super secret, instead of having every pair of pants tailored because I don't have a Kardashian ass, and because I lose weight from time to time and my clothes don't fit and I'm not paying to have it tailored because I will gain weight again and I know that and my pants will fit again. So ladies, if this sounds like you and you have just a little too much room in those britches, don't get them tailored. Buy a good new belt, have an extra hole punched in it and throw on some of those padded underwear over your regular underwear and they will help fill in the gap. Just saying, drag queens do it, and so do sick ladies. That's, that's that. Just tidbit there. If you have any questions about any of the random stuff I've covered today and how to hide that illness, it's almost like a game show. <laughs> how to hide that illness. Okay, just let me know. Feel free to reach out at coastalempirewellness at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up and send me a message on Instagram at CE Wellness. This is your platform too. So you tell me what's going on and you tell me what you have questions about and we'll get through this. We'll look into some answers. But I think for now, I'm gonna just stop there. We've covered some of those real deep, weird secrets of how to not look sick and there's many more that will be coming. So stay tuned, part three of The Invisible Illness will be coming up soon. Enjoy your week, and I'll see you next time in the spoon drawer. <laughs>